This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Oh, our sweet, darling literati listeners, how we've missed you so. As you may have noticed, Colin and I took a brief two-year hiatus from recording new literati episodes. The reason? Well, you guessed it. We were trying to get our professional dirt biking careers off the ground. But after several truly horrendous dirt biking accidents that left us physically, financially, mentally, and spiritually crippled, we've decided to return to a much safer and much more lucrative profession. Hosts of a literary podcast. And that's good news for you because Literati is coming back on Monday, February 4th with all new weekly episodes. And to celebrate our triumphant return, we're re-releasing some of our favorite episodes from the first season to reacquaint you with our stupid show. So without further ado, please enjoy this classic Literati episode with the great Cola Scola as Maven Crawford. Forever. Dog. Hello and welcome to Literati, a podcast about the greatest American novels never written. Books, y'all! Hi, I'm the very young Michael Wolf. And I'm the even younger Colin O'Brien. We're going to be your intrepid host through the world of podcast land today. We all know that one of the unintended consequences of having this podcast is that it will inevitably encourage some of you to go out and try to become writers. Only to realize that writing is boring and tedious. But you've already quit your job. You better freaking start writing. And fast. <laughs> but you're going to need a few things first. Now, we all know the basics for writing. I'm talking pen, pencil, mechanical pencil, a paper, computer, a typewriter, a paperweight, so the wind doesn't get in your way. These are just the essentials. But did you know there are actually some lesser-known tools that can make writing pretty fun? I'm talking about a pen that you specifically use to suck on for when you need ideas. A poking monkey to poke you if you fall asleep. Drugs. Obviously. Yeah. Cocaine, speed, heroin, the stuff you have around the house anyway, but these you can kind of set aside just for when you write. Backup poking monkey for when the first poking monkey falls asleep. A mirror that reflects your purest form. Oh, you have one of those? Yeah, I have uh, one in my bathroom and then I have a uh, full length in my bedroom. Oh, that's awesome. Where did you get that? The Queen's house. Very cool. And finally, a gun to put down the poking monkey and the backup poking monkey once you've finished your novel. Yeah, monkeys are great at poking, but they're not really that fun to have around. Yeah, plus you've already spent your advance. You can't afford to be raising two monkeys. And what if it turns out that they are us in the future? That's kind of scary. That's too frightening to think about. Now that you have all your tools, it's time to write a book. But you have to have an idea. No matter how you Sorry. slice it, you gotta have no an idea. No two to ways write around it. You gotta have an idea if you want to write a book. I've tried dozens of times to write a book without an idea, and I usually just end up scribbling my own name in blood on the walls. Yeah, and it's fun to read. It's scary, but it's really hard to publish. Yeah, yeah. Now you can't publish a house. 
Every person has their own method for getting inspiration. So you really just have to go and find what works for you. For example, I get my ideas by taking a simple walk through the forest during the autumnal equinox. First, I take off my clothes and then I shed my human skin. I traipse by moonlight to the grove of the black moss. I dive into the pool of liquid sorrow and swim to the deepest depths where I find the queen toad sitting on her egg. I stab the toad in the heart, steal the egg, and hatch it in a puddle of virgin's blood. Inside the egg is a scroll with the title of my new book. And I just look around my room and write about that. So far, I have ten novels in my epic fantasy series, Chairs That Can Talk. It's so good. You oh, guys would love it. Thank you. You're so kind to say that. I, I have fun writing them, too. What can I say? <laughs> <laughs> Another technique I like is word association. It might feel a little silly, but it's a good way to sort of get your brain loose and just sort of flowy. You know what I mean? Mm. So take a word and then see where that inspires you. So, Colin, give me a word. Okay. Um... Duck. Okay, duck. What does that mean? Duck, duck, duck. First thing that comes to my mind, fuck. A book about ducks you can fuck. Boom. Done. That's amazing. Thank and, you. And you guys, you seriously got to check out Michael's epic fantasy series, Ducks Who Fuck. It's wonderful. Thank you, Colin. That's really nice of you to say. So far, there are 37 <laughs> books in that series. And something that's always worked for me is plagiarizing. Oh, um, Colin, you're, you're not supposed to steal other people's work. You're not doing that, are you? Michael, <laughs> don't worry. I figured out a foolproof trick. I just say I wrote all this stuff. I'm not stupid. Um, did you write it? Yes. Okay. Now, if none of that works for you, we have some 100% free ideas that are yours for the taking. So get your pen out. Number one, a book about a guy who is looking for treasure, and he travels all around the world to find it only to realize that the treasure was inside himself the whole time. So he cuts open his body and pulls out like 20 frickin' diamonds. Free book idea number two. A group of female friends come together to share lessons and stories, and they even end up sharing a pair of pants, too. They learn more from this than they ever thought possible. Because one of them had crabs. Moral of the story? Stick to your own pants, ladies. Come on, ladies. We see you sharing your slacks. Ladies, get your own dang pants. Book idea number three. A bunch of kids go exploring in the woods, and they find an old corpse. At first, they're scared, but then they grow to love and admire the corpse, as it becomes a bit of a father figure to them all. Just as the book is about to end, the camera pans out to show that the corpse is actually the Statue of Liberty, and they've been on Earth the whole time. And here's another totally original free idea for your book. A story about a boy wizard who goes to a magical school and fights off evil. Um, Colin, is that, um, seems like maybe that's a plot of Harry Potter. Oh, is it? Winking. Is it? No, I wrote it. Okay. And finally, our last free idea, Hamlet, but in space. <laughs> So that should be enough to get you started on your book. Now, get to writing, because that's the most important thing. And the second important thing is you're going to start drinking and smoking cigarettes, even though they don't make you feel good. And soon after that, you're going to realize that you're pushing away your loved ones because you think they're keeping you from being creative, but really they're trying to help you because you're not the person you wish you were. <laughs> Have fun. And if writing really doesn't work for you, just try to get your job at Panera back. Yeah, we find that begging is usually the best course of action when trying to get your job back. Yeah, just sort of... Just beg. Humiliate yourself. Yeah. Get on your hands and knees and say, please, 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 I want to fill up Red Bulls. Yeah, pride has no place here. Not when begging.
hey, you already failed once at being a writer. <laughs> Now you get to fail publicly. But enough about us giving you great life advice. It's time to introduce our reader for today's episode, the amazing Maven Crawford. Yeah, and this is a real special reading because we didn't do this one in-house like we usually do. No, because uh, we're having our apartment bug-bombed. And instead, we went to go see Maven doing a live reading at the 7th Graders Conference of Iowa. Uh, yeah, but it was not easy to get there. The journey was long and arduous. Took a lot of blood, sweat, and tears. And then we found out that's not what our car runs on. Yeah. And we ruined and our tour. And then we woozy, and it's like, well, now we got to wait. Yeah, I wish somebody had told me about diesel a month ago. Yeah. So, it wasn't easy. It cost a lot of money. But it was worth it. Mm. Yeah, I think uh, I think we can all agree on that. And why don't you tell us what you think after listening? Please enjoy. Uh, hello. Uh, hello. Hello. Um, thank you so much for for having me here today. I, I love Iowa, and um, I love seventh graders, so it's really, truly an honor to be here speaking for the seventh graders uh, conference of Iowa. Um, most of you probably are not familiar with my books. My first book came out before <laughs> most of you were born, um, but I have, uh, I don't know if you can tell, but I've lived a long time. I've done a great many things in my life. Um, my name is Maven Crawford, by the way. I should get that um, out of the way. Um, my my first book that was really a hit, I mean, I had some other... I wrote um, cereal boxes. I would list the ingredients in order of importance um, before I started writing books. Um, but then, you know, the government got involved and... Um, I couldn't do that anymore. So one of my first jobs after I stopped that was I um, I swept the Grand Canyon for uh, two years. It took me two years to do one kind of general sweep. And um, my first book was about my time doing that, and it was titled, Well, Somebody's Got to Clean This Hole. And... Um, That's probably, uh, I see a lot of the parents in the back shaking their heads, yes, we've read that one. Um, so that was what sort of launched my success. And now I'm going to read for you from my new book. Um, but before, before I do, um, I want to talk about um, failures. Because my second book, which did not do so well, was um, the time I spent... Uh, Picking Berries in Washington. And that was called, Well, Somebody's Got to Pick These Berries. And um, not only did that not do well, but I got into a lot of legal trouble. Um, you know, this was before I understood, oh, no, you can't say this person killed so-and-so. You can't say, you know, uh, Nancy Reagan uh, hit someone with her car. That's not, you can't say that. Um... But, you know, we learn. Um, wake up. Sorry, I see some of you starting to um, fall asleep. That's not allowed. It's rather rude, I think. Thank you, um, young man. Um, and um, 
I'm working uh, my new book, which will be coming out next uh, f- next fall. Um, was about the year and a half I spent working in Oprah's garden. So yes, the Oprah Winfrey. Now, now you're waking up. <laughs> um, that book, of course, will be called "Fuck You, Bitch," and um, that will be out next fall. But the book I'm working on as we speak that I would like to read a little piece. Uh, of is a Christmas book and uh, it's for children and um, I've always loved uh, you know updates on uh, on classics you know sort of modern takes on um, the old standbys and um, so I'm going to read for you uh, an excerpt of an old Christmas um, traditional poem um Before I get started, of course, I would like to uh, dedicate this um, to my good friend. We lost a lot of good ones this year, right? We lost a lot of good ones. I see some of you shaking your heads. And I'm thinking, you're in seventh grade. Who did you lose? (laughs) No, but uh, my good friend Rhonda Diamond uh, passed away. She was a brilliant artist who would make these very uh, elaborate maps and... um, all the maps would lead to a Sears, a different Sears. And uh, just striking. Um, anyway, this was bef- back before everyone was, you know, making maps to Sears. But she passed away two months ago in a bicycle accident. Um, she was riding her bicycle over the um, Brooklyn Bridge, which is a very famous bridge. If you ever get a chance to go, do go. Um, she was riding her bike over the bridge and she uh, shot herself in the head. Um, so always, always, always wear your helmet. Um, anyway, here is uh, the Christmas um, poem. <clears throat> Tw- uh, well, before I start, I also would be remiss if I didn't thank my uncle Luke, who was very, very helpful to me during uh, my divorce. Um, he helped me move and was uh, mostly helped me with all the legal stuff. But, um, of course, Uncle Luke wasn't my real uncle, but um, he was, uh, in fact, um, a crow. And he died on 9-11, um, also in a bicycle accident, um, the gunshot to the head. Anyway, it was the night before Christmas. Well, um, yeah, I, 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 I got to say a, a prayer for my neighbor, Maureen. Um, Maureen Goldwater. She, um, she's not dead, but she was in a very bad car accident, and it's hard to look at her. So I don't see much of her anymore. Her face is just... Mm, It's hard to be around. So, um, thoughts and prayers to Maureen. And now, for the Christmas poem. And this is sort of, I'll preface it with, this is sort of an update. Um, I think it's fun to take a classic, like I said, and sort of uh, make it, make it uh, um, modern. So this is um, the modern take on that old Christmas poem. It was the night before Christmas. And, Again, this is a work in progress. 
Twas the night before Christmas, and all through the iPod, not a creature was stirring, not even a skateboard. And that is all I have um, on that poem. So, um, again, thank you for joining me. It's such a treat to be here. I will be um, in the cafeteria signing yearbooks. Um, I don't have any um, my books here, so we will sign your yearbooks or uh, textbooks, um, whatever you have. And thank you again. My name is Maven Crawford. Do buy my books. Hey there, bookworms. It's Michael Wolf from Literati, the show you're currently listening to. So sorry to interrupt, but you know, one thing we've said many times is that writing, while a wonderful way to express the soul, doesn't really pay the bills. And that's why we've decided to take some sponsors, because that way we can write about the important stuff, like being sad, and we can also afford to feed our families, of which I have several, one in each major city. Speaking of feeding my families, I want to organically start to tell you about one of our newest sponsors. I'm very excited about them. They're called HelloFresh. If you haven't heard about them, you are missing out. HelloFresh is a meal kit delivery service that shops, plans, and delivers step-by-step recipes and pre-measured ingredients so you can just cook, eat, and enjoy. It is so easy, so fun. I've actually been using HelloFresh for a while. Uh, They send everything I need in these really cool bags that fit right in your fridge. Everything's right in there, and then you know when you go to cook, you know what you're going to grab. And what I love is that the recipes always change. You can get seasonal simple recipes and pre-measured ingredients delivered right to your door every week, so you just get to enjoy cooking and sticking to your goals. Now, I don't know about you, but 2019 is already incredibly hard and disappointing for me. So one of the ways that I can stick to my goals of eating healthier and cooking more is with HelloFresh, and achieving your 2019 goals is as easy as enjoying delicious home-cooked meals with HelloFresh. Don't you always want to tell people, hey, I cook, yeah, I cook my own food, sure, no big deal, I'm an adult, I can do this sort of stuff. Well, now you can. HelloFresh makes conquering the kitchen in 2019 a reality with deliciously simple recipes, and I've been doing this for a while. This is for real. You can come over anytime, see my fridge, there's always some HelloFresh in there. What I love is that the meals are easy to cook, but they're also delicious and interesting. When I was cooking in the past for myself, I would just make something that I like to call dry chicken, and then maybe one vegetable. And now I'm making delicious recipes that are a little bit more complex, a little bit more upscale. All meals come together in 30 minutes max. They call for less than two pots and pans and require minimal cleanup. That's awesome for me because I live in a small Brooklyn apartment. I don't have the biggest kitchen, so it stinks when you're trying to make something and the recipe calls for a ton of stuff you don't have and you have to run out and get like a a sous vide inflatable bag that you can stick inside of a frozen dry ice container. It's This is using all the stuff that you have in your kitchen and cleanup's not too hard so you can spend less time meal planning and grocery shopping and just get back to doing more of what you love which is probably listening to literati and reading a book in the bathtub with a glass of wine while you slowly fall asleep and drift under that warm embrace of the tub you know don't die in the tub anyway don't forget that with hellofresh you have three plans to choose from classic veggie and family with the option to switch between for when your tastes change Uh, I go classic, but recently I've been doing veggie because I'm trying to eat a little bit healthier, and that really 
helps me do it. It opens up my mind when I go grocery shopping to say, oh, here I am in the veggies aisle. I can uh, just grab a bunch of vegetables and make a dish with that. I don't need to buy a bunch of porky chops. I can just cook with a bunch of vegetables. That's delicious. You can get out of that recipe rut and start cooking outside of your comfort zone, discovering new delicious recipes. I'm not kidding. Like last week, I made Korean beef bibimbap, and I had never made a bibimbap before, and it was so easy. And now I feel confident that I can do it. It's all the same steps in cooking that I would have done anyway, but I was able to bring it together to make this delicious meal with zucchini, mushroom, carrots. It was awesome. I loved it, and there was enough for me to have a dinner and a lunch the next day. I felt like a real adult. I felt like a professional chef, and I kind of spent a lot of the rest of that day telling everyone that I was a professional chef because just like being a writer, the most important thing is telling people you're a writer. The most important thing is telling people you cook. You know, you ever go on a diet for one day and then that's all you talk about for two months? That's how I am with cooking. You got to take advantage of HelloFresh's special offer for 2019. Get $80 off your first month by going to HelloFresh.com slash Literati80 and enter promo code Literati80. One more time, that's HelloFresh.com slash Literati80 and enter promo code Literati80. It's like receiving eight free meals. Is that... Really? We're getting $80 off? That's a lot. If you don't know how to spell literati, just look at the podcast you're listening to. See if nothing else, we're teaching you how to spell one word. Well, I got to get back to hosting the podcast, so you got to get back to listening to it. Okay, I'll see you later. Bye. Wow. What a wonderful reading from Maven Crawford. Thank you so much. Thank you for thank you for um, coming all the way out here just to do this spot for me. I'm not gonna lie, it was it was a little difficult. Yeah, um, I mean, we were very excited to get here. It was hard uh, when we did get here to find out that there were no tickets for us. Uh, yeah, I don't know who screwed that up. Um, probably the same person that didn't uh, make sure any of my books were here. Um, that would be my um, my daughter. Your daughter, oh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. She does all that that stuff for me, all the booking and the hotels, and she's. Not, uh, she's not good at it. Yeah, well, it's hard to work with family sometimes. Mm -hmm. Do you just ask her to do these things and she just says, Well, she says, oh, I'm on it, I'm on it, I'm on it. And then, you know, I don't hear from her for two or three weeks at a time. She'll disappear. And how old is your daughter? Is she a seventh grader as well? No, 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 no. She's, um, she's 40. Do you, is it, um, drinking, drugs, is she going on benders? Um, I'm not sure. I don't ask anymore. So you guys are actually kind of distant. Well, she lives with me, but we're not close. Okay. But she does work for me as well. And you haven't seen her for weeks? Um, This time it has been two years. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Is she supposed to be paying rent or anything? No, but she's supposed, you know, she was supposed to arrange the tickets. You know, I still email her. And every once in a while I'll get a... um, She'll request um, payment on um, uh, Venmo. Venmo. Yes. Yeah. And I'll send her, you know, two or three dollars here and there, and whatever's lying around. Yeah. The bank account. You know, I gotta say, it's I don't I I I'm trying to suss out this relationship, but I also don't want to judge. I know mm-hmm. how hard it can be. I have a son who I haven't seen in a long time. Because mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. you don't, he doesn't come out of the basement. He has, I found out I went down there recently and he has dug through the wooden floor mm. 
through the ground and the tunnel uh, led right into the local clearing. And now he's a, he's a woods boy. He's so, a woods boy. Oh, wow. Yeah, he's spending a lot of time in the forest. So he, he really should be um, a, a coal miner, well, it he, sounds like. He's got I, that's what skills. I, because I you, say you follow your dreams. Him, yeah. He likes foraging. Mm. So I'm always like, dig, 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 pick, pick, pick. And yeah. he's like, I want to scrounge and pluck. Yeah. You right. say follow your dreams, and then when he goes to sleep, you sneak into his room and you just like whisper, like down in the mines, like you try to yeah, get affect, down there. affect his dreams. Pick oh, me yes. cool, sweet me yeah. cool. Yeah. But um, uh, one more thing I wanted to say is um, the security was really tough, and not only did they strip search us, but they beat us up, and they <laughs> said that they had been told um, that one of the people reading had requested that. Yes. Um, Maybe that was someone else. Okay. Okay. We'll chuck oh, yeah. that. Okay. Yeah. I think that was probably Chuck Palnook. He um, is very... Um, Chuck. He's got a lot of pent-up anger that he tries to get out through being clever. In his I books. think it's just fun for him to watch Yeah. people get beat up. I, I, I do a lot of readings with him. We seem to be on the same You guys usually circuit. pair, pair yeah. together? Okay, great. He thinks he's so clever because in Fight Club, there's that big twist that the two people are the same person the whole time. Mm-hmm. And I say the more interesting twist was that I was bored the whole time I was reading the book. And I didn't find out till the end. Yeah. I'm, I, I thought th- the twist was that that was Meatloaf in there. The actor. I thought that was <laughs> in the, the book? Big, oh. Yeah, but there was the big oh twist. I did not put that together. Like, that's wait, probably what he meant. The whole time you're just like, wait, who is that? Who is that? Looks mm-hmm. familiar. Wait, that's Meatloaf. Yeah. Yeah, Chuck can go, uh, he can go fuck off. He's Fuck Palinyuk. He's really a um, a great cook. Oh, is he? Yeah. Um, frittatas, um, meat salads, um, a lot of mayonnaise based um, dishes. Just, just like, just like ground up hamburger meat in pools of mayonnaise. Pro- I mean, it's probably a little more complicated than that. Yeah, we'll leave that to Chuck. Yeah, yeah. I'm but, not the cook. Um, yeah, right. Um. Now, are you living a life on the road currently? Are you, cause this is just the seventh grader conference of Iowa. Right. Or is this a state by state sort of thing? No, I was one of the only states that does this seventh grader conference. And I wish other states would take note because I think it's just a wonderful way for seventh graders to be introduced to, um, Chuck Palahniuk and I. Uh, listen, I'm not one for censorship, and I'm not one for telling the kids what they need to learn. But I would say that Chuck stuff is maybe a little bit more violent and sexual uh, than I would want my seventh grade son reading. Mm-hmm. And your, uh, I don't know what age group I would place as your readership. Um, mm-hmm. I, yeah. I think there you did swear a few times, and you did mention suicide. Uh, mm-hmm. But then there was also all that stuff about picking berries. And the skateboard thing, which I right. could really connect to. Yeah. yeah. Well, if you read um, a lot of these middle school, uh, on the reading list, the books, um, you know, Harry Potter, mm-hmm. um, To Kill a Mockingbird. Slaughterhouse This. Well, a lot of those books, you know, Harry Potter, everyone forgets about the um, genocide. Oh, right. Of uh, the white people. Yeah. It's, um, you know, these are heavy subjects that are approached um, delicately uh, with a bit of fancy and fun and whimsy. And, um, you know, I think these kids, we, we need to give these kids a, a little more credit. A little more credit, yeah. yeah. 
I think one thing that um, this conversation sort of reminding me is that uh, if I ever saw Lord Voldemort, I'd pull out my 12-gauge shotgun and just pump round after round into him. And yeah. that stinky little wizard, mm-hmm. I'm not scared of him, and I would take him down in a heartbeat. Yeah. What yes. was the um, What was the magic spell that Harry used to, to end the genocide? How did that go again? It was... Um, oh, God, Chuck would know. Um, uh, I think it was... Um, uh, Zanzibars, Zanzibars, Kranzibars. Yeah, Ranzibars. something like that. Darn, you all gotta stop killing these guys. And then it was over. Yep, uh, that was the end of that book. Mm-hmm. It's nice when a genocide just sort of wraps up. Yeah. Well, yeah. I hate the trailing off. Yeah. Um, Maven, I wanted to ask, you talked about your failures. Um, yeah. What are some of your successes? Well, um, I don't have any. Well, that's not true. Um, my first book was a, a great success. And, um, you know, for many years when I was, um, you know, I, I graduated Harvard, top of my class. And I was the first woman to... Um, to graduate at the top of her class in in the uh, who majored in archery. Wow, that's yeah. impressive. That's I really... was uh, expelled from homeschool. You were. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm so sorry to yeah. hear that. I uh, did. Is this something you did? Or... There. Uh, oh. The grades weren't there. Mm-hmm. I also kept uh, pulling the fire alarm mm-hmm. in my own house. Mm-hmm. Um, I was a finance major at Oberlin. Uh huh. Um, and now I now I run Etsy. You run it. Yeah, I'm in charge of. I knew. Well, I right now I, I'm in charge of knickknacks, mm-hmm. uh, but I'm hoping to expand to things that are shaped like nests. Uh huh. But you know that we'll see what this year entails for me. Well, it's it's um, busy it's with my half, writing. It's half over, so there's not a lot of time left. Oh, I. <laughs> I'm sorry. I keep forgetting everyone used the Greco-Roman calendar year. Right. Uh, the calendar I subscribe to is based on the celestial cycles. So mm-hmm. you have even less time. But you work best with a deadline, though. I do, and tonight is New Year's, so yeah. I just want to wish everybody a happy uh, celestial waning. Yeah. And, uh, you know, have fun, but stay safe. So I was wondering if there are other works that you've sort of considered maybe sprucing up, bringing a little bit of this magic to, and also have you been sued? Um, I have. You mean about, about this book? Uh-huh. Uh, not this one. I was, as I mentioned before, um, in my, for my second for book. For the slander. For the slander and for uh, the lies, and it, I just thought it was fun to say, you know, oh, um, Elizabeth Taylor uh, drank a gallon of rum and beat the shit out of a kid, you know, and that's not okay, and I know that now. I don't mean to be rude, but people did not like your reading. <laughs> I'm sorry you had to keep waking me up. Hey, that's okay. That's part of the job, you know, and... um you know, not everyone's going to like you. Not everyone's going to get you. Uh, that's something I learned from, uh, you know, when I worked in Oprah's garden. Um, nobody liked her. Um, nobody got her. Um, we used to, um, me and um, her dog walker. Deborah Messing. Yes. We used to put um, butter on the stairs um, to try and... Um, Make her fall. But wouldn't you know it, uh, she smelled the butter, and she'd be down there licking it up off the stairs. 
So that was just a real, you know, just throw, throwing it back in our face. But that's she, getting docked out of your paycheck. Oh, it, oh, absolutely it got docked. Absolutely. And butter, you know, I don't know if you know this, but butter um, on Oprah's compound is like gold. So it's very expensive because she doesn't allow anyone, you know, you can't go to the store and buy it. She sells it all herself at the Oprah store. and So she gets to make the prices. She gets to decide the prices. Like exactly. being at the airport. Yep. Do you know I make my own butter using things that come out of my body? I didn't know that. No, I hadn't. Uh, so far, the FDA has said, Michael, stop. I say, yeah. you're not my dad anymore. Well, I got into a lot of the uh, trouble with the FDA in my for my second book because it was made it was printed on um, deli meat. Was that was that somebody's gotta somebody's gotta pick these berries? Yes, yes. That was, was, you printed it on deli meat on deli meat, and I was um, selling it uh, in grocery stores without a past due date. And a lot of these kids that were picking it up weren't, you know, they using thought, their brains, and they thought, "Oh, it's it might be green here, but I'll eat it." Yeah, they thought they were buying uh, sliced meats for their sandwiches. Right. They didn't realize they were buying a book. Right, exactly. Yeah. So a lot of them That's passed away. Yeah, uh, John Benet Ramsey, perhaps the most famous case. Um, mm -hmm. She died from eating that book. Oh, the Lindbergh baby. The Lindbergh baby. Yeah, yeah. it's. Yeah, I don't know why people think these mysteries are unsolved. Uh, oh, do people not know that that's how? No, they're still like uh, putting her on People uh, magazine covers and stuff. Huh. You know, one, one thing I gotta say, cute what? kid. John say what Benet. you will about John Benet Ramsey. Right, cute kid. <laughs> right. I don't. I don't have a type. Um, so to go back to your question, though. Am I sprucing up any other classics? Right. Um, well, I, if this book does well, which I'm thinking, you know, if the pre-sales have yeah. any, are any indicator, yeah. no, it won't, but. And just to be clear, the, the book is two sentences. So far. So far. I'm going to finish it. Okay. okay. Um, but I, you know, it won't be long, maybe two or three pages yeah. for, for kids. Some for publishers I mean, that's can what tell. That's what kids like these days. You know, keep it quick. Keep, you know, exactly. they, they don't, they don't have long attention spans. You know, they're anymore. reading things on, on, um, on, uh, computers now. Yeah. I went. Uh, I, I saw w one kid reading, reading a book. It was in his car. It was printed on the car or something like that. Like just on the dashboard. Yes. Damn. So, I, but if this book does do well, I will. I have an idea for the retelling of Easter, oh. and the crucifixion of Christ. Wow. And I want to do it all with um, furniture. Because I think, what if it's a, t you know, what if Jesus is a couch? Mm. I think that would just be so darling. That's mm. amazing. That's yeah. genius. Maybe Jesus got reupholstered for our sins. Absolutely. That's that's one idea. Yes. Mm. Mm -hmm. I mean, I I would love to. I don't know if there's if you can tease us with anything. Well, I just think it would be so cute to see a couch, you know, nailed to a cross, just bleeding. Mm. Um, but instead of blood, it's little pieces of stuffing. And oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be fun. And I mean, like, if you, you go back and you read the Bible, I mean, there's there, there's already, you know... I don't know if you can get a copy now. It's 
No, they, you, they can't well, that keep those on the shelves. That they meat went bad. Yeah, they can't right. keep those on the shelves. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, there's stuff about, like, the manger and stuff. So that it's already, like, in people's minds, the idea of furniture. Right. Absolutely. Christ, Mary Magdalene, like, Shay's Lounge. Exactly. Right. Uh, catalogs are very popular. Yeah. So I kind of want to, you know, um, you know, uh, what, what is that word I'm looking for? I want to... Um, Co-opt? C- capitalize mm-hmm. on the popularity of catalogs and the Bible. Well, let me tell you. I if, think you got a hit on your hands. If that hits shelves, uh, I will be reading it. Thank um, you. Sadly, we're just about out of time here. But the one last question uh, I'd have is um, if you could tell us a way to get out of Iowa that's a little bit less um, expensive and difficult than the way we were forced to come in, mm-hmm. uh, which was hiding inside of bigger humans. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And also there are... Uh, uh, a couple security guards just to our left, uh, pointing guns. With, pointing guns. If you could tell us how to get around them, or maybe because right. you are sort of a, a bigwig here, just say, "Hey, please." You could right now just say, "Hey, guards, please let them go. They're with us. They're with me. They're friends." Um, I'm not going to do that, fair, but fair. Um, I will tell you, uh, the best way to get out of Iowa is. Um, did you bring a kayak? Oh, no, we have a canoe, you know, but just oh, the bottom. Oh, you know, No sides. Okay. Well, tell you what, um, if you, the, if you go to the, the band room mm-hmm. here in the school, you're going to want to pick up a tuba. Okay. You're going to get inside that tuba and you're going to treat it as if it were a kayak. Okay. By that, I mean you're going to hit people with it. And once you are arrested, um, you will ask the police to take you to the jail um, oh. in uh, another state. Right, because you can't get arrested if, if in a state that's not your home state. Exactly. Oh. So they will Smart. then drive you um, as far as Michigan. And once you get to Michigan, you can kind of figure it out. Yeah, yeah. if we're okay. in Michigan, we're home free. I yes. can yes. smell my way home free. Yeah, yeah. That's perfect. Just like Oprah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Maven Crawford, thank you so much for your time. And uh, if you want to leave our listeners with a, a motto or a word of wisdom. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was a piece of advice that was given to me. Um, I, believe it or not, went to school with JFK, um, J- JFK Jr. Uh, or JFK, J- the one that died. Mm. Not in the plane crash, but the uh, the his skull was cracked open by the bullet. Oh yes, he was yeah. shot. Yeah, um, I went to school with him, and he—I'll never forget this. I, I, I said, Jack, I, I don't think I'm gonna pass these classes. I don't know what I'm gonna do. And he gave me the best piece of advice. I'll never forget it. He looked at me and he said, "Go away." And I did, and I became a great success. And so if if I can leave your listeners with any piece of advice, it's go away. Go away. Maven Crawford, thank Thank you you so much. much. And I guess I I just want to end by saying, hey, somebody's got to end this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Colin, ready to tuck and roll? Three, two, one. What a delight. I feel like there's a treasure in every sentence. Yeah. Usually you get the two end. treasures. Yeah.
Yeah. Uh, I can't wait to see what that poem turns into. Yeah, please keep your eyes out for the so far untitled Christmas poem by Maven Crawford. I'm sure it's going to be fantastic. Yeah. Uh, and I uh, want to thank you all for listening. And please make sure to subscribe on iTunes, to like, comment, and review. Only if they're nice comments. Yeah. A lot of you have been saying stuff like, hey, I hate this so much. And yeah. the way you talk and the way you think uh, offends me. Yeah. And it's just like, we don't need to hear hear that. It hurts our feelings and uh, makes me sad. Comment with really nice comments. Yeah. That kind of tell you us know, things about just, ourselves just, to like. Yeah, because just right now like, it's hard to yeah, think of something. Just things like, hey, good job, guys. Hey, you seem like you're nice dudes. Yeah, you're smart and you're competent, and yeah. the way that your life is going is successful. Yeah, and I, I, I uh, bet your shirt matches your eye color. Yeah, stuff like that. Guys, thank you so much for listening to the Literati Podcast. Thank you. And don't, don't forget, forget to read, read. forever. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram, at Forever Dog Team, and liking our page on Facebook.